Daylight saving time, it arrives this weekend, and while you will lose an hour of sleep, it's a short-term pain for long-term gain, at least in my mind. Uh, Daylight saving time begins at 2 a.m. on Sunday. Hasn't been a lot of talk this year about whether we should end the practice or not. It's kind of in a holding pattern based on uh, the legislation we have on the books here in Ontario and just waiting for Quebec and New York to decide uh, what they're going to do. So I don't want to, you know, get into that again. Don't want to start any fights. I do like the time change. Uh, But we don't need to have the same conversation every six months. What is worthy of a conversation every six to 12 months, depending on uh, when you make this, uh, you know, you check your alarms and whatnot, is uh, checking the batteries and your smoke alarms, checking your uh, CO detectors. So let's talk about that. To do that, we're joined by uh, Deputy Chief Matt Heptich from the London Fire Department. Uh, Appreciate the time today. Uh, my pleasure, Devin. Good morning. How are you today? Not too bad. Yourself? Good, thank you. How often should people be checking their smoke and CO alarms? Well, we should be checking and testing those CO and uh, smoke alarms uh, once a month. And as you alluded to earlier, this is the time of the year when we discuss and want to make sure that everybody, you know, change your clock, you change your batteries and change your batteries in your smoke alarms. And that includes change the batteries in your carbon monoxide alarms as well. How often will you go into a home and maybe you see maybe one or the other that's not there? We see that a lot, unfortunately. Um, There's a lot of times that we can go into a property and there's an issue with a smoke alarm in one way or another. The smoke alarm may be missing a battery. The battery may be dead. Uh, The smoke alarm may have been intentionally removed. Uh, So it does happen quite a bit. How many uh, smoke alarms in particular, but I see all detectors as well, but how many should people have in a home? So depending on the setup of your home, you should have a smoke alarm on every floor of your home. And a carbon monoxide alarm needs to be installed adjacent to the sleeping area. Now, when I say adjacent to, that means outside of the bedroom. So that uh, a, carbon monoxide, a carbon monoxide alarm should not be installed inside your bedroom, inside a bathroom, or inside another room uh, outside your sleeping area. It has to be in the hallway adjacent to the sleeping area. In terms of, you know, having one on every floor, I mean, we talk about this pretty often, but I I think uh, some people might think they're doing the right thing in terms of having, you know, a smoke alarm in the house, but maybe not on every floor. Do you find some people, you know, maybe are like 75% of the way there in terms of just what they exactly need uh, to have just to be as safe as possible? I think right now at this point, most people are aware that you're required and it is law provincial law to have a working smoke alarm on every floor. It's just the upkeep and the maintenance of those items really is what we find. Now, sometimes there can be some issues in terms of maybe uh, something that's regulated or unregulated. How can people tell between something that's, that's right and wrong? That's a great question, and I appreciate you bringing that up. It's really important to ensure that when you purchase a smoke alarm or a carbon monoxide alarm, that they have a listing on the back. So you look at the back of your smoke or carbon monoxide alarm, and you'll see a ULC listing or CULC or a CSA. And those are companies that run tests and provide standards for smoke alarms that they meet that to ensure that they work appropriately and properly for people. So if you purchase a smoke alarm, make sure that it has a ULC, CUL, or a CSA standard stamp on the back. 
And would I guess most stores would be selling the proper smoke alarms, though, if, if people are going there? Yes, they should be, yes. So you might find a smoke alarm that may not have um, something uh, standard listed on the back, maybe at a market or some sort of um, you know, flea market or bulk sales. You might see something there. Whether we, you know, spring forward or fall back, are these weekends, you know, busier for the fire department? Is it largely a normal weekend? How do you view these types of weekends? Uh, Usually they're pretty steady. I mean, this time of year, we have a lot of different things happening. Um, We have, you know, yesterday was a good example. We had some uh, carbon monoxide uh, calls, uh, one specifically to one of our fire halls as well. Uh, And, you know, fire alarms are going off, and depending on the weather, we have a lot of melting, you know, alarms can activate uh, due to water, to leaks. Uh, cooking fires and cooking, uh, uh, activate, activating the smoke alarms or alarms in buildings is very common. Well, hopefully everyone stays safe and does take a few moments. doesn't take long to, uh, to make sure everything's uh, ready to go for your smoke and CO alarms. That's right. And one thing, if I could add to Devin, is that the um, owners are responsible to ensure uh, to maintain the provisions of the Ontario Fire Code. And that includes making sure that rental units have a working carbon monoxide alarm and a working smoke alarm. What I will also say, though, is that tenants or occupants that do rent, they are responsible to ensure that the owner or property manager or superintendent is made aware of a problem with those alarms as well. That's good advice. Uh, Deputy Chief, I certainly appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's uh, Matt Heptich, uh, the uh, Deputy Chief with the London Fire Department.